Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us for Black on the Scene. Dee Dee Brown and John Giss are back, and we are here to chat with one of the entertainment industry's most creative and talented bright lights and one of my all-time favorite people. Alex Hill is the founder of the blog Just Add Hot Sauce that houses some of her favorite, favorite recipes. And P.S., mine is the glazed miso cod. When I tell you that thing is yummy, it is so damn good. Or you can join her on her Cooking with, Cla- Cooking with Friends virtual class to dig right into making some of these delicious dishes on her blog. Either way, my girl will have you whipping up some crazy ass meals that are all going to be so damn yummy. Alex and I go way back to our marketing agency days working on film and TV shows. So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with her today. Oh, I'm hungry just thinking about it, John. Um, I am so thrilled to have Alex here. I've had the pleasure of working with her too. Um, Alex is is DC born and now Brooklyn based. She is a self-taught cook with a passion for making food that's fun, functional and affordable. She is a proud graduate of Hampton University. She did promotions and experiential marketing in the entertainment industry for 10 years. And in 2017, she created Just Add Hot Sauce, an outlet to um, show an expression of love to the people you care about the most through their stomachs. That is how you show me you love me, feed me. We are so excited to welcome Alex. An intro. intro. (laughs) We we love our Alex. Alex, okay, we have to start. We have to start at the beginning, right? So this is about the entertainment industry, and we all have our own respective stories (laughs) into that space and how we got there. So, like, let's talk about your first your introduction to the entertainment industry and what that was and how that felt. So I okay, so this is like kind of random, but like not random. So my brother was dating a girl and he's two years younger than me so she I was like obsessed with her and she was majoring in PR and I was like oh my god I want to major in PR I was like I love her and then I watched the show PR girls on MTV so I was like I have to major in PR (laughs) so then I obviously went to Hampton and my dream was to always like work in entertainment and PR in New York so I was home for a year after graduating and then I quit and moved up to New York with like $1,200 and lived on my aunt's couch. And I interned for this, they'll remain nameless PR company <laughs> in 2011. I interned with her and it was absolutely horrifying. And then I started working at Allied with John in 2012 in entertainment, marketing and promotions and all of that. Our ally days, you know, <laughs> those are some very special days. I love, you know, I love those ally days. I always yeah. like I, anytime everyone, anytime I talk about my career, I can never like omit that period of time. I was there for seven years. Uh, yeah, I, I was we there, there for six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, we were, and me and Alex were like <laughs> two peas in a pot, trying to figure it all out, new to this world. But like, what what was it about Ally that you were like, let me try to do this? And what do you feel like you walked away with from from that that experience as well? And for everyone listening to Ally is a, um, a pretty much a marketing agency that works with a lot of different film and television studios. Yeah. And so it's like for me, it was like an opportunity for me to just kind of take it all in, right? Because you, you get thrown every kind of ball that you can throw at yourself, and you kind of have to you're expected to juggle. So like, what was your kind of 
takeaway from all of that? I mean, <laughs> organization, <laughs> organization, and like being able to like, like you said, like take on anything and like move through like the stressful situations. Cause before I wasn't really good at like stressful situations. I would freak the fuck out. And so I feel like leaving allied, I really, or just being an allied in general, like I got to put my hands in a lot of things. And like, honestly, it's kind of like a full circle moment because my dad, so my parents are divorced, but my dad used to take us to the movies every Wednesday. Like that was when his time was to spend with us. So I've always enjoyed movies. And so going to Ally felt like a full circle moment. I was like, damn, like I'm, I'm working in the movie industry. And my dad, we would always see like the new movies every time it came out, like every week we would go to the movies. So like, it was just really fun seeing how like behind the scenes, you know, and then like we were marketing for it movies. So that was great. And so Alex, you've done this for, you did the entertainment industry for seven years, I think you said. Um, And I know it's hard to believe now, but you recently made this amazing pivot. And just talk a little bit about like, you're learning all this stuff in the entertainment industry. You're literally doing so much running in so many different directions when did it start gnawing at you that you wanted to pursue a passion project that you started in 2017, just at hot sauce? So I always wanted to go to culinary school, but my mom, so I was going to enroll after high school, but my mom was like, absolutely not. Like you need to go to a four year. So I always had a passion for cooking. Um, but I loved entertainment. I was like, that's what I did for 10 years. But then in 2017, I was like, I've been working whatever since 2011. And I was like, I really want to do something for myself. And people just would always ask like, oh, Alex, can you like taco night? Or like I was cooking in college and all of that. So in 2017, I was like, let me just do something for myself and started my food blog. And after being at Allied and then Team Epiphany, I really learned how to market myself and like how to come across authentic. Well, I am authentic, but like how to come up cross authentic on the internet so it's like that's my whole thing of being authentic and vulnerable and I feel like people really relate to that so I learned being from in the marketing world I learned how to market myself and like market my food blog and and all of that so I mean I'm still trying obviously growing but yeah I was going to say, I mean, I think that's such a, such a really kind of meaningful thing, right? Because you did all this experience marketing. It's like, okay, now how, now I want to kind of go off my own and, yeah. and do my own thing. And like, how do I do that exactly, right? So like, what do you feel like some of the challenges were of like that, like making that leap? Obviously, it's like, okay, I have a dream. I have a passion I want to pursue. There's a million different things that can go get, go through your head. I know we and you are friends, so I know we yeah. talked about a lot of it. <laughs> but like for, from like, from a real perspective of like, just kind of really all right, honing down, I have this dream, I have this passion I want to pursue, like, what do you feel like you didn't necessarily consider or think about, like, looking ahead to that, like, actually, like, I'm going to do this, like, because I know it was, was it like, did you feel like it was more of a, like, I want to, you know, just go, like, go on a whim, or do you feel like it was very, like, uh, planned, and you were very strategic about it? I mean, it was definitely not planned, like, it was (laughs) not planned, like, I had my food blog since 2017, But you know, like when something doesn't pop off, like, and you know, it's not going to pop off immediately, but you're still like, 
why aren't people like going to my blog or like, and I wasn't marketing myself. I, re I really wasn't like putting my food pictures out there. Like they weren't great food pictures either. So like, and when you all of a sudden introduce something to an audience and I'm talking like on social media, they're like, this girl works in marketing. I see her drinking all the time. I see her out on parties and all of a sudden it's food. So it's like, you have to like train your audience to be like, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing now and all of that stuff. But it wasn't planned. Like, honestly, during the pandemic is when everything started to happen for me because we were home. So we were in quarantine and like, I think getting past the fear of just like putting yourself out there. And I'm still very fearful. Like, like, I'm just like, Oh my God, does that look crazy? Does that, does that look good? Like all of that, but getting, getting past the fear and the imposter syndrome, because it's like, listen, everyone can like, everyone can do whatever, but you are the only person who can do what you do. So I think, I, I hope that answered your question. I don't know if that answered No, it does. It does. And I know I just think it's cool because like, you know, Didi and I are on this podcast journey, right? This is our, yeah. this is our dream. This is our passion. And it's like, and we're just kind of figuring it out day to day, full transparency, yeah. right? And it's like, but it's been such a fun journey, right? It and has. Like, we, we really just been like, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we're so passionate yeah. about everything that we're talking about in terms of the entertainment industry, in terms of being Black in the entertainment industry, people we know, like the products yeah. that we've talked about. It's like all of that. So like round of applause to you for like doing that. First of all, life is too damn short. So like uh, listen, we got we to so go and do what we got to do. And when so we fall, short. get your ass back up and keep going. Knowing that you have Literally. a tribe that you have, like we got to keep it pushing. And I think- So Alex, go, oh, ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I think with this whole journey, it's like, it's trial and error. Like- like, especially on social media, because that's how I like market myself to like the world or whatever. And it's just like, you realize like, they have to be good food pictures, right? And then it's like, you realize like what recipes resonate with certain people and like some recipes don't. Like you have to find your footing in your voice and like, even in your captions. So it's like, you have to find your that, voice that, that. Listen, that chicken sandwich, kind of, that chicken sandwich, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the tacos. Let's talk, let's talk about it all. But Alex, I, I, I wonder if you have some tangible tips about, you talked about getting over yourself. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right. And just putting yourself out there. And sometimes that's easier said than done, especially if you're marketers like us. So we're behind the scenes making the quote unquote talent look good, putting forth other people's creative projects. And so it's not so much we're supposed to be in the background. And so were there other were there tips that you had or employed that helped you be I mean you're a little bit of a socialite on social media anyway you know I feel like no. <laughs> I'm a reformed party girl that's what that is <laughs> I love it so were there tangible things that you did did you take any hosting classes do you meditate in the morning do you you obviously taught yourself some like food photography any tangible things that you did to really just kind of be like all right, I'm out here. I'm going to put it out there. And I, you know, how did you get over yourself essentially? I mean, I'm still getting over myself. Like it's an everyday like process of like moving past the fear. I literally have like a, like a message on my phone that like feel the fear and move past it. But I definitely, I talked with another, like she's not a food blogger, but she's like a fashion blogger. Um, so she gave me a lot of good tips, like being consistent, like on social media, like 
finding your voice on social media, like it takes time. And then also like finding your rhythm. Cause at first I thought that I wanted to be like the food blogger with, you know, like those food pictures where like, they're just so beautiful. And it's just like flowers everywhere yeah. and like the accoutrements. And I was like, that's not my cooking. Like I have to be real to myself. So it's like, what does that look like? So it's all about like finding your voice that I keep harping on that. And then I was about to enroll in this food photography course, but my, my foodie friend was like, girl, do not do that. She was like, buy this camera. You'll look like, so like follow like these food styling, food picture, like accounts to like, kind of like get your game up because, and just, I just keep learning like every day, but like definitely like talking to other people in the industry. And then also I hate asking people for things. Like I, it's like, I fucking hate it. So like, I have to give past that and be like, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and like, Hey, like I need help. And like, how did you do it? Like, and also knowing like when boundaries for me is really important, like super important. Cause I, I talked like comparing yourself is a thing. So I try not to compare myself, even though everyone does it, but it's like, and also knowing when to like shut down. Cause it's like, I can't like, I love to cook and that's like my safe space. And like, that's how like, I like care for myself with self-care for me. But like, I have to know when to be like, okay, Alex, like take a bath, turn, turn, leave the kitchen and like, you will get to it later. So boundaries is also very important. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Boundaries are extremely important. I mean, I think too, just thinking about like the last year and a half or so of just being in quarantine and things like that, like obviously mental yeah. health has, has been a very, very big thing. Um, but like with you personally, where you've, you know, you've been in quarantine, you, you know, you, you're on this new uh, career journey, this career path, like how, what is your safe space or what is your thing that you're doing right now to like really kind of keep you like balanced and in, in your mental health protection? Therapy! Like- <laughs> Therapy! Therapy! Yes, girl. I cannot like, especially yes. for black people, like we have to be in therapy. Like I say it all the time. Like I started going to therapy wait, two, two years ago over, like, I had a situation in my life where I was like, okay, Alex, like I need, like, I need to talk to someone other than my friends, my boyfriend, my mom, whatever. So therapy for me and like routine, I'm very, I'm very much a routine person. Like if I, like, so this whole journey is kind of like throwing me off my rocker. So routine, like my morning routine, either it's a walk or like my coffee in the morning, like I wake up naturally like six 30 so it's like, I have to like do that before I get my day started. But that self-care on Sundays, I take a bath, I light my candle and it's like, I reset for the week and therapy, 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 therapy. I'm so glad, I'm so glad you said that um, because some of, you know, I've been in and out of therapy for years for a myriad of reasons. And um, I listen, I may be going back again soon. And I, I think that, you sharing that, and I guess, you know, us sharing that too, I think gives other people listening the license to know that none of us are showing up with these endeavors, these public facing endeavors, perfect with it all figured out. Like we're going to stumble. We have stumbled so much. I know that you have stumbled as well. And the the great thing that you're saying is you give yourself grace and you take care of yourself. And I'm curious to know in the, you know, corporate world, when you were working for the man girl, just in terms of, cause you were successful, successful industry, entertainment industry person. Like you were out, you were black on the scene, girl, you were doing your thing. 
talk about, you talk about routine. How did you maintain that insane pace of always being on planes, always being at premieres, working, and then the, the party life? Just talk a little bit about that, because I don't think people understand it looks very glamorous, but it's a lot of hard work. Wait, I, I did not maintain. Like, I was crumbling. Like, it was, I was not, like, one, I, I looked at pictures from myself like a year, no, two years ago at Essence. Mm. And I was so fat. Like, I was like, okay, let me not say fat. Like, I was just like puffy and just like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I was not taking care of myself. And so I started going to therapy because I wasn't taking care of myself. And it was just like, I was out all the time, like partying and then like, you know, like that Lady Gaga meme was like playing train club another club like that's how I like that's what I was and I wasn't taking care of myself so I think for me like going into quarantine because it was like I got to my dream job it was team epiphany like I've always talked about that I've always wanted to work there since I moved to New York and it was just all of a sudden I was thrown into it and it was just like okay you're leaving for LA in two weeks you're you're traveling all of this you're traveling all of that and like corporate cards Woo-hoo, that was the best thing ever <laughs> right <laughs> but, then, but then I was I was drowning I was mm-hmm. I was never home my relationship was suffering like it was a lot so I think going into quarantine I was like oh my god I'm gonna be home like it was to me yeah. it was a blessing in, dis- in disguise yeah. I was I was so drained and burnt out and like, I wasn't prioritizing myself myself at all. So. And I'm so glad you said that, Alex, because like, you don't, people don't talk about that enough, right? Like the fast paced, non-stop from project to project stop. <laughs> that goes on. And I remember in 2019, y'all both know this, because I was busy in 2019 at Universal Pictures. And I just remember, I was like, I want 2020 to slow down. I don't want this to be crazy. I literally prayed about that. I literally was yeah. like, I cannot have another year like this. And then- COVID happened and I was like oh and then like you you sat down but it was such a for me I tried I, I found the piece of that right and tried to yeah. really figure out like okay what is it that I really want to do and like I now I can like it's it's slower I don't I don't have to be in a plane all the time like work was slow it was just like the unknown was a lot heavy right and it just yeah. was like I'm gonna I kind of embraced that a little bit of like because I was like I just need some mental quietness right. and stability yeah. because it just was too much too much. And I think we don't realize that in the industry sometimes. We just, again, we just, we just have tunnel vision. We just go straight ahead to the light and we don't yeah. see anything else around us. And it's like, we yeah. got to really be mindful of that. So I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I mean, like I, like even on planes, you get the Wi-Fi, So it's like, you're, you're on email. And then you're working. Right. And yeah. You're working, and I'm like, and then like the, tra- like traveling, like I always wanted a job to where I traveled, like, and like, I got a little bit of a taste of it at Allied when I was, when, I got to manager level at Moxie, but like, I was like, oh, this is what they talk about. Like you're exhausted from traveling, like, and just fat from like eating out all the time. It's, it's a thing. Yes. It's a, it's you're exactly, exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I, Didi, I remember Didi, I remember when we remember we were working on a movie and we were I was in New York and we traveled on the train back and forth like three times in DC and she was in like the why? same week I and was this, like why did we do so this great I was like why are we doing this again like it was it's just, crazy and we decided not think. and then we decided hey we're not going to this damn premiere that night we both I was like child I'll see you tomorrow morning on the train to go back to (laughs) to DC for an activation at Howard I mean this this is so good for people to understand that 
yes, again, it does appear, I think, to some people, and I think it appeared glamorous. Well, first of all, I didn't know this was a thing and I don't think John didn't know, but the more we got into it, it is very like sort of exciting to always, you know, to be running here and there and working with the kind of people we work with and the, and the clients that we work uh, worked for and also the movies that we, movies and, 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 and companies that we work for, but it comes sort of at a cost. And I think it's very, challenging to figure out what those barriers or those boundaries are that you mentioned, Alex, right? Because yeah. especially when you're young in your career, you're only 33. Yeah. Um, I'm 33 plus a few other numbers. Mm -hmm. So um, I- Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I, I think I didn't realize that I needed boundaries in my life. And I was, you know, you're, uh, the, the thought that you're always supposed to be available. You always have your phone on. You're always yeah. on Wi-Fi. You're all, and this is, it's, it's nonstop. I can't even begin to explain. And so, you know, in, if you could go back and tell Alex, who's starting in the entertainment industry right out of Hampton, what would you tell her about maybe creating those boundaries that would help a younger person listening to this podcast about, you know, how you can navigate through this and not just get sucked in? I think setting and, and really be, I, and I will say like, John, you know, like, do you know too, but like being at an agency is very different than being in-house. Like you are at the beck and call of a client all day, every day nonstop like I weekends felt, weekends like you just felt like you couldn't say no and because obviously like you're like they're paying you for a service so at some point you feel like you are literally at their beck and call but I younger Alex set your boundaries and speak up for yourself Didi and I truly hope that you are enjoying this episode of Black on the Scene but we're interrupting this episode just for a quick second to ask a favor please take a moment to hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating after the show and now we return to Black on the Scene. Enjoy. I didn't set my boundaries. I did not speak up for myself when I was younger. And like, I, I feel like I got, I would, let me not say that. Like I'm where I am because of I'm supposed to be here, right? But I feel like if I spoke up for myself more, I would be in a different place when I was in the marketing world. So I, I really, to younger people, like, speak up for yourself and set your boundaries early because now I know some, like I have a friend, she's like, my phone goes on, do not disturb at eight o'clock and you cannot reach me after eight o'clock. And she just had a baby. So I was like, damn, really? She's like, you cannot reach me. Like, and then set your boundaries. Cause like I had a client where I was at her beck and call literally all day. 
and it was stressing me out. My, my coworker had to say to me one time, she was like, Alex, you like, I, like when she emailed, I would email like 30 seconds later. Like it was like not a game. And she was so used to me being at her beck and call. So when I wasn't, it was like, she was calling other people. She, she was like texting me. I was like, damn, like if I don't answer her right away, it's like, I'm doing a bad job. So I didn't set my boundaries. So set your boundaries and set, do not disturb is your best yeah, friend. Set your boundaries is so important because I, I, I connected with that because again, I think you, I, you get conditioned to just always be on and always yeah. say yes to everything. And everything is not a yes. Everything is not an immediate reaction. I can respond to something tomorrow or, yeah. or on, on Monday, if it's the weekend, like it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not that. And so I remember with Alex and Didi, we, we talked about this before of like, um just it's 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 pr not er right so it's not yeah. it's, everything's not an emergency everything's not a fire drill everything's not that so it's like we have to really create those boundaries of like no yes sure i'll get to it when i can get to it and be okay with that and, 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 no, that's, and that's what it is and no without an explanation yeah but, exactly yeah like and you stand no you stand your ground on that and be yeah. fine with that yeah 100 yeah. percent. because it's just again i think it really it starts to mess up your mental mind, right? Your mental state yes. of just like of the need. Cause I, I I'm guilty of that. Like early in my career, I was running around like a jackrabbit just because I felt like I had to. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's not the case. And now, Oh, uh, uh, I ain't doing nothing I want to do. No. <laughs> so, and it's like completely boundaries of a capital B like a hundred percent. Yeah. And also like, I remember I started saying like on client, cause this is probably towards like the end of my when I was leaving TE, because I would always like, if we weren't available for a call, I would explain like, no, because we have another, I'm like, no, we are not available. Like point blank period, like period, poo. Like, you know, so yeah. Boundaries and now without an explanation. Well, now you're in a whole different sort of world now you are the the talent but you're also still the marketer which is the thing that I want you to like just share with everyone that you've embarked on this really just heartfelt heart forward um journey in your life where for somebody who's had their days planned out essentially you know you had to get into that office you know you're gonna have clients calling you you knew what projects you were working on now you are living the life of a creative, yes, creative, um, uh, a culinary thought leader. Um, you're getting to cook more and ideate. Talk about what that transition and process is like for someone who's had so much control over their day and, and people controlling your day. And now yeah. you do what? You live how? I mean, to be honest, like I shared about it in my newsletter, but like, it was hard. Like it's, I've owned, this is, listen, like this whole journey is like two months in almost three months on August 7th, but I will always remember, but you know, it was hard. Cause like I had someone, and like I said before, like routine is everything to me. So I knew when I had to go into the office, I knew like, okay, like I'm taking lunch around one o'clock. Like I knew I was shutting down the office at like seven. 7 p.m. leaving you won't get me until the next day even though I'd respond on emails but it's like so it was hard trying to adjust an, a routine and I think not knowing what's next is very hard for me because I've always been like listen I've always had a job even when I didn't have a job my parents are like okay like we'll figure it out but it's now me figuring everything out for my life but it's 
I've never been so more intentional about what I do. There are days where I'm like, Ooh, I'm like riddled with doubt. And I'm like, so insecure of like, Oh my God, what did I do? Like, what did I just put myself in? But being able to like write my story and like write my day of like, okay, like I have my morning routine. I'm going to ideate some food recipes. I'm going to research. Like it's, it's, I have my day to myself of like, this is what I want to do. And no one is going to tell me otherwise. There's days I'm shooting content and there are days where I am super busy. There are also days where I'm like, okay, like I can take a four hour work day and that's it. So I'm taking control of my life because for 10 years I was being in control of other people's shit. So hell no, now it's me time. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and why do you have this me time, Alex? Like, let's talk about like, you know, um, goal setting, right? And like looking ahead and and how do you, how do you plan like that? Like, so in the next year, the next five years and et cetera, like what, how, what kind of goal setting are you doing for yourself? And what does that look like for you? I don't fucking know, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And that's real, right? (laughs) That's real. Cause it's like, so real. I literally shared about in my newsletter, like people were like, people kept asking like, what's next? And I was like, I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, I don't even know how to answer that. He was like, well, it's cause you know, like I get it. Like you don't really have a plan. So like I'm releasing a product, which I'm very excited about, but my goal is a cooking show on a streaming platform. And my other goal is a published cookbook. Like, yes, I can self publish, but I want a published cookbook like that. Those are my long-term goals. And then kind of short long-term goal is open up a cafe, but I'm working towards that every day. Do I know how to get there? Not really like have no fucking clue, but I'm going to try. Um, like I'm doing, like I did access Hollywood. That's great exposure for me. I'm doing it. That's why I'm flying to LA. I'm doing it again and shooting two segments with them. So it's like exciting. And I have another opportunity, but it's just like, listen, I gave it to God and the universe of like, he held me down for all of this time. So I'm going to take it from there and he's going to hold me down. Absolutely. It is. I've been self-employed, not in the creative endeavor process, but I did spend a lot of time over the past, I guess, you know, seven years of when I was, when I first became self-employed and and I was like, I just, I'm going to have to figure this out. And I, I had to have so much and, and eventually I was just like, I was nervous all the time. Am I going to starve? Am I going to be able to pay my mortgage? And then I just realized what you said. Oh my God, God is taking care of me this entire time. Yeah. I've really never been hungry. I've you know, all the things that I was like, I'm not going to be homeless. Even if I can't pay my mortgage, I can move in with John. I can move in with whomever right. I can move right. back home. Like I just like being able to have that faith and know that I have the ability to figure things out. And also I knew that I was being supported by God in the universe and family yeah. and friends. And I think that's so important for people to know that you're not going to have this all figured out because it's like nothing you've ever done, especially yeah. if you've been on this like corporate track. Um, but what has really surprised you about stepping out on faith or just also you are in the business of you right now, right? So you're doing marketing and content creation and developing recipes and all of the things. And also you're doing, you know, you've got invoicing, you've, you're your own accountant. Like, uh, yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm an agency on itself. Yes, agency. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, well, I well, wait, what was the question? The question, <laughs> the question is, you know, talk about the, the different hats that you're wearing. So people have a sense of like, yes, you have this amazing skill set as a marketer and obviously content creator, but you are in the business, you're in the agency of yourself. Yeah. How are you sort of navigating that? What are the different hats that you're wearing that you probably didn't realize at the time? And again, you're only two months into it. But yeah. I, I asked for you to share that for people because I don't think that they understand that when you are self-employed and running a business, because this is a business, yeah, all mm-hmm. the different hats that you're wearing. <laughs> I mean, I'm photographer, I'm the cook, I'm the stylist, I'm the makeup artist, I'm the hairdresser. I'm the admin. I'm my manager. It's like, I, like I'm a lawyer also because I'm looking at my contracts and like, even though like I have a very good friend, Amy, who's a lawyer. So if I'm not sure, and I came from working with influencers, so I know how to read contracts, but it's like, I'm all of that. And it's like, it's stressful, but it's also like, I'm, I'm an editor too. Sometimes like editing reels. I'm like, dude, like this is a lot of work. But it's like, it's all going, it's all me investing in myself and investing in my business. So it's like, I'm wearing all those hats and it's like me and my friend, Robert, cause sometimes he'll take pictures of me like for like different uh, campaigns, but it's like, we'll joke around and be like, all right, stylist to the shoot. And like, it's me. And then it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're doing, you're doing all those things. So it's for me, like when I get to that point and hopefully I do of like, when I have a team, like I'll be even more grateful for them because I knew what went into this, you know? So it's like, sometimes like when I'm shooting content, like, all right, well, my hair looks fucked up. So I need to get up and wash my hair and blow dry my hair and then do my makeup. And then it's like, all like, I remember when I did access Hollywood, it was like, my friend was like, Oh, do you want a makeup, a makeup artist? And I go, that's money. I can't afford that. Like, no, that's me. So I'm, you make it work. And you realize like everyone will be there for you. Like everyone who is in your corner is going to be there. Like I've had people and I, and I, what also surprises me is like, cause you know, when you put stuff out there on social media and like you have a food blog, you're kind of like, I hope it resonates with people. I hope people are cooking my recipes. And I've had people DM me or stop me. And they're like, you don't know how much you've helped me. And I'm like, damn, really? Like you realize you, me doing what I love is also helping people. So, and, and that's and listen. We you know obviously Dee and I have a we love you, but you know we yeah. wanted to highlight that because we think that is such an amazing thing. Because obviously you're you're an amazing marketer and you can do that with your eyes closed. But like truly, truly, truly focusing in on your passion and and, and living in that truth is such. Yeah. A, I think it's a thing that we kind of we don't think about, right? We like we have to we got to make all this money and we got to you know have all this insurance and all these things. Like we got to yeah. just like. But your passion is like, you want to do that. You really want to live in that. So I want to give you, Didi wants to give you a round of applause for this, for oh, living in that truth, because that's obviously it's not an easy feat. It's like you're, you're doing it and you're doing it so well. So whatever way that we can play a role in that as your tribe members, as your friends, yeah. as people who love you, we want to do that. So that's why you're like, we, we got to have Alex on the podcast. Like we got to like but, get her out there. But yeah. can I just say, Alex, also, you're right you living in do just embarking on this amazing heartfelt heart forward endeavor of, of of pursuing creative your creativity your passions 
really gave John and I the inspiration to let's try something different. We both love yeah. to talk. We both love like the community of folks that we work with. We love the entertainment industry so much and everything that it's given us and, 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 and taught us. And, and we're like, Alex is out here doing it. Danielle is out here doing mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah. come on, John, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> and I think it's when you, when you, it's the first step of just doing like, like me and my, well, my boyfriend always talks about this. He was like, just do it. Don't think about it too much. Just, you can refine after yeah. or during, but just do it, just execute. So I was like, damn, like, let me just like put myself out there. And like my first cooking class that I did, it was four hours long because I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't know. Like, and he was like, okay, that's fine. But like, we will, you did it. Yeah, yeah, and same for me okay. and Didi. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like yeah. it'll, it'll evolve it, it'll figure itself out at the yeah. So yeah, I totally, totally see you there. And can we just give a shout out to your boyfriend and also his awesome business in DC? Yes, District <laughs> Daiquiri. He started, and let me tell you, like he inspires me so much because it's like he has been in like the lows of the lows and he always figures it out. So he started this business during um, the pandemic. It's called District Daiquiri. It's a New Orleans style based daiquiris in DC. I'm already so, ready. I'm sold. Let's go. Yeah, listen, <laughs> you get drunk and it's fun. And you can walk around the streets of DC drinking a daiquiri and cooling you down at the same time. So, yeah. Love it. So Alex, as we sort of round out our... I mean, we could talk all day, especially if we had a few cocktails. Shockingly, none of yeah. us are drinking right now. Um, <laughs> but maybe on part two of, of, of a conversation with Alex, because I'd really like to dive into a, a few more things. But we've got a couple of questions to wrap up with you on. And I'm going to take this question. John can take the last one. And mine is, you have a dinner, a just add hot sauce dinner, and you could curate the guest list with any celebrities dead or alive. Of course, John and I will be there. Okay. Dead a, who okay. are those two to three celebrities and what are you serving us? Um, oh my gosh. They don't have to be in like the food industry, right? No, ma'am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can i say beyonce because obviously yes <laughs> right um if you say beyonce you gotta say the kids and the husband so right <laughs> <laughs> the carters <laughs> honestly jay-z okay also jay-z because and this sound maybe sounds corny whatever but like when he that um song with pharrell and him entrepreneur i listened to that like when I decided I was going to quit my job, I listened to that every day. Sometimes I cried because I was just like, because what he's saying is so meaningful. And I'm just like, I can do this. So having him like, like eat my food, I was like, I'm like, oh my God, you inspired me to quit my job. And he's like, you're nuts, but whatever. Um, Leah Chase, um, she is like the pioneer of like New Orleans style cooking. She yes, she is. Um, but like, I love New Orleans food and like cuisine and all of that. So I would love to serve her. Um, and Ina Garten, she's alive, but like, I grew up watching her, this home cook. She's not classically trained. I'm not classically trained. She has like a whole empire, this old white woman from like 
the who lives in like the um what's called the Hamptons and she's always like oh that was fantastic like I just love her because I grew up watching her and I would cook I would serve Puerto Rican food because my mom is like the best cook ever shout out to Evelyn shout out to Evelyn (laughs) but I would definitely serve like a Puerto Rican feast because like that is like my expertise I can make that with my eyes closed I'm so excited for this dinner. This sounds I'm amazing. here for it. Like, John, we need to pick, John, we need to pick out our outfits for dinner right. with the Carters, Ina Garden, and Leah Chase. It, 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 right? What's a good What's a good cocktail to go with um, some Puerto Rican food? Like, what's a good pairing? Is it wine or is it like a cocktail? What's, what's I feel the- like it's a cocktail. I feel like, like it's a rum-based cocktail because mm. like uh, Bacardi isn't, it's not Bacardi. Is it Bacardi? But like, they have like a Puerto Rican rum in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So like a rum-based cocktail. Mm. So told, signed sold. all the way. Signed, sealed, delivered. And, and so, Alex, too, you know, Black on the Scene, the podcast is Dee Dee and I's love letter to the Black entertainment industry. And then something yeah. that we, you know, we talked about this in, in in one of the previous episodes of like figuring out what that um, what that name was, which was which was a fun task. But like for you being in the cooking industry and even having some experience in the entertainment industry, what would you say is your what is your love letter? to how would you describe your love for the space and, and how, how it is, how you've been working in it? Like, what would that be for you? Like in the cooking world? In the cooking world, yes. And that's oh. your passion. Like in your cooking world, what would you say? I would say people want to feel good. And for me, it's making you feel good through food and, and making you have the confidence and helping you have the confidence in cooking because there's a lot of people that can't cook and want to cook and like are so intimidated by it. But my mom gave us food and cooked for us through food, like, and gave us love through food. So that's my love letter. And it's a love letter to her as well, because she, and this can get long, but like, she wasn't like, she's a great cook, but she was a great cook in like Puerto Rican food. But when- If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. She got divorced to my dad. Every weekend, she told me later, she was like, every weekend when we would go to my dad's house, she would try out new recipes. And she knew, like, my dad is Black, and she wasn't great at making soul food. So she bought Patty LaBelle's um, Southern Cooking because she was like, I really want to, like, cook you guys soul food because, like, that's a part of your culture. So she really learned different types of cuisine. Like, I had Thai, my mom was making Thai food when I was younger. So my love letter is to the food world is spreading love through food. So, Yeah. Love that. Alex. I love that. Shout out to Evelyn for birthing you and giving you this passion for cooking and, and, and showing your love through food. We love you. We're love so you. we're so excited for you. Anything we can do to help. Let everybody know where they can connect with you. Oh, you guys got to subscribe to her newsletter. It is fire every week. She really is vulnerable and open, but let everybody know how they can engage with you. So I am just at hot sauce underscore on Instagram. Um, You can follow my food blog at just add hot sauce.com and then subscribe to my newsletter on Newstack. But you can find all of those things at the link in bio on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Alex, Thank we love you, you so much. You are a rock star. You got this. And we are love here to support you. you. 
you know, and I'll be crying to John two weeks later. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to be like hey, brands. Listen up. You need to hit up Alex at just right. add hot sauce. Exactly. If you're in the culinary space and you want someone who's authentic, bubbly, passionate, has a great engaged audience, Alexandra Hill from Just Add Hot Sauce. Hey, come on, full name. Full name. Yeah. Full name. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. We love you. Love you guys. Thank you. This was so great. Man, Didi, this combo of Alex Hill was so great. She stressed the importance of establishing boundaries to protect your physical and your mental well being. But one of my personal takeaways is it's extremely important to take care of yourself. Feeling like you're drowning and being overwhelmed is just not fun at all. So to our listeners, please take time for self, disconnect from things, and protect your mental health. Please put yourself first. Yes, John, we truly admire Alex for putting herself first and taking the leap of faith to embrace her passion for cooking. I know we both are so inspired by her. Alex, thank you so much for being open and honest in this conversation that really, really warmed our hearts. We love you, girl. Thank you to our listeners for checking out today's episode. Please make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BLK on the Scene. That's BLK on the S-C-E-N-E. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 